are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound. It's your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Carolina face Western Carolina in a lone non-conference game of the season. So let's talk about how they did. It was senior day. More importantly, who are we going to miss most? Who we got to have that conversation. We're going to break down Mac Brown's press conference post game. Let's talk about who he's going to miss as well. And more importantly, the positive takeaways he had from the game. Finally, we have some unanswered questions, five key observations that we have to go over. We have to grade ourselves, see how we did, all of that good stuff. So let's jump right into it. I hope you had a great Monday. I hope you are having a nice start to your week. It is cloudy out here, a little bit of rain in North Carolina. So wherever you are, I hope it is sunny on the inside. You know what I'm talking about? That internal brightness that you're feeling here to start out your week. The Tar Heels played their lone non-conference game of the 2020 season Saturday versus Western Carolina in what was an expected blowout. Tar Heels finished 49-9 on the day and played no starters in the second half for the offense. Everyone who dressed saw playing time, which is always a beautiful thing to see. Now, as I mentioned on Friday, Carolina and Western Carolina have met twice now, three times previously on the field, both occurring most recently in 2017 and 2018. Mac Brown has only faced Western Carolina once previously in his 32-year head coaching career when he was at Appalachian State in 1983, where Brown lost 41 to 15 to the Catamounts in the regular season finale back in 1983, as I mentioned. Now, I asked on Twitter this past weekend, do you say Appalachian or Appalachian? Because I don't know. And I feel like I've been living a lie this entire time of my life, and I'm not quite sure. I think the safe bet for me moving forward will be App State, only because, you know, I feel like you can't go wrong with App, right? (laughs) But if you live in the mountains of North Carolina and you have the correct pronunciation, Hit me up at Locked on Heels. I would certainly love to know how I should be saying it moving forward, okay? Now, 17 Tar Heels participated in Senior Day festivities. So Michael Carter, Austin Chestnut, Austin Crisman, Trevor Collins, Matthew Flint, Tamon Fox, Zach Gill, Cooper Graham, Mason Lawrence, Daz Newsom, Tabichi Nawa Keiji. Okay, I'm so sorry. Patrice Renee, Jace Ruder, Noah Ruggles, Chasserat, and Garrett Walson. I have been practicing on Tabichi's name, still got it wrong. So there's that. So let's first listen to Mac Brown's post-game comments, and then we're going to go over our five key observations from Friday's show. Happy not only with the win, but the way the guys played. Um, we had better players than they do. Everybody knew that coming into the game. The question was, would you dominate the game like you're supposed to? And at, at times in the past, programs do not. You, you, you play really, really well against the Notre Dame, and then you stand around and do nothing the next week. And, and then the, the following week, 
uh, you have Miami. So this was a, a great opportunity for our guys to stand around and be flat and, and not play with intensity. And um, I, I thought we did. We, we did exactly what we needed to do in this game like we did last year against Mercer. Uh, we, we dominated the first half. Uh, for the first time in, in my 32 years as a head coach, I didn't start the the, uh, the first offense to start the second half. I've always done that to start the third quarter. And today I just thought we were far enough ahead. Uh, they weren't going to score enough points. The game was over, so we needed to see a lot of the other guys. So everybody on the, the team played, um, to, to, to my knowledge. We, we tried to get everybody on the field uh, to make sure that this was the, a special day for not only the seniors, but everybody else that was involved. So um, uh, after the, the game in the dressing room, I told the guys that last year you won seven games. Um, and at this point, you still had to win another game to, to uh, try to get to a bowl game because we weren't even bowl eligible till our last game. So uh, now with two games left, you've already won seven. So we're making progress. Um, you, you handled this game the way we expected to and wanted to and, and let a lot of young people get opportunities to play. And, and then at the same time, uh, you've got uh, a, a huge challenge again with another top 10 team next week uh, at Miami to, to see if we've made progress uh, against a team with a bunch of NFL guys. And again, I agree with everything Max said. It was an expectation to win this game, but not just win, but dominate. And that's exactly what the Tar Heels did. It was nice to see, you know, the young guys get out there and be able to get some strong minutes and understand that Carolina is on the up and up. Carolina has a very young team, especially defensively. We saw in the opening parts of the game where Carolina was still struggling. They played a little too soft, in my opinion, but it made for, hey, we have a lot to grow, a lot to improve on and we can be happy knowing that our guys are getting that live action you know chances and opportunities in order to be better for next year and they're gearing up for a huge game on Saturday against Miami and then a bowl game so I think that at the end of the day it's always that next man up mentality and that's certainly what Carolina is trying to do now we have to break down our five key observations more importantly we have to answer questions from last week about how we're feeling about Carolina, both football and basketball going into this week. So you can't do anything more than get into this conversation we have here next. And I'm super excited about it. I think it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. I, I want to know your thoughts and you guys tell me if my opinions are off base here, but here we are. So let's talk about that next on Locked on Tar Heels. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. So coming up this week, it's the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and we have our game December 8th tomorrow at Iowa. 
I'm a little nervous, but we're going to get through it. Locked on Hawkeyes crossover episode is happening. I'm super excited to talk to Andrew Wade, who's going to give us a preview of what we can expect against Luca Garza and company. Luca is arguably one of the best big men in college basketball, if not player in college basketball. And it'll certainly be a test for the Tar Heels as they have already been battle tested. We saw against Stanford, UNLV and Texas. It'll be another opportunity for, you know, the Heels to see where they're at as a team, where they're at as a program. Can you start early and often? Can you get some offense rolling? Can you have these guys, Caleb Love and RJ Davis step up for the squad despite the fact that they're freshmen we're over that we're over the idea they played some grown man games already so now it's time to stop making excuses for them right can they control that ball can they secure it can they not make careless turnovers we'll have all of that on tomorrow's episode so i'm super excited for you guys to tune into that and make sure that you follow at locked on heels when it drops so There's that. Back to football a little bit, though. I wanted to give our five key observations. As I mentioned, every Friday on our show, we drop five things that Carolina can look forward to or we can expect from the team when we watch the games. We've done that every single game this season, but this one was a little special, right? Western Carolina, we knew that the Tar Heels were going to dominate. If you didn't, then you must be living under a rock. Have you seen Sam Howell play offense? Okay. Cool, period. (laughs) So number one, we had said, go seniors. Like how many will get some time today? And of course, everybody ate, right? Everybody had an opportunity to eat in today's matchup. It was seriously probably one of the best games that spread the love. Michael Carter was the greediest, obviously so, because he got the most touches, right? I had tweeted throughout the game how everyone was going to eat, and that certainly happened. But it seemed as if it was like one person gets a touchdown, then Michael, of course, has to get it off. But Michael kicked it off with our first touchdown of the day. Then we saw... Uh, Antoine Green get one back to Michael, then Javante Williams, then Michael again, then Daz Newsom, and then we had Mr. Jones give us a touchdown, a new person to add to the ranks. So it was just everyone got some love, right? All seven touchdowns on the day. You know, it was arguably, you know, a blowout from start to finish. We knew how it was going to be again. But the seniors ate, but Carter ate the most, which is exactly what we wanted to see happen. They had fun. Number two, I think that Carolina, when you think, when you look at what these seniors have been through with the coaching changes, with the Larry Fedora changes, and how we're trying to figure out who we are as a program with the Mac Brown shift, the cultural changes that have happened, they have certainly left Carolina better than what they've had it to begin with or where they found it, right? You always want to make something better than where you started off. And I think that these guys have made Carolina football fun to watch again. Yes, of course, high-flying offense is always enjoyable, but I think just in general, you see some big tackles defensively. You see Chaz Surratt flying across, you know, every single play, and it just made it more enjoyable for fans who, despite not being, you know, a packed stadium, which I know it would have been this year, it was sold out literally every single game last year. You couldn't fit an elbow or try and, you know, get a pretzel in because you were too busy, tightly squeezed in Keenan Stadium, which is what you want, right? There, I 
I personally remember plenty of times that Carolina's stadium was nice and empty. So it just seems as if Mac has changed that culture and it made it makes it always fun when you win, right? Cool. Number three, they let loose. I think that they started out fast, early and often, and then you got to see some young guys let loose a little bit, show that they're skilled and capable and they're ready for their time to shine. They played behind some seniors having to wait for their turns and opportunities, but a lot of young guys, especially from that run game having to execute and they did a great job. Number four, talking about execution, executing perfectly. There were not a lot of mistakes from our first team. Sure, there were Jacoby Criswell fumbling the ball here and there, making some poor decisions when it came to his uh, throwing opportunities and chances and I think that at the end of the day he's figuring himself out and it's again hard to play behind a guy like Sam Howell but he's learning and I think you saw on the sideline the way he talked to Phil Longo and Sam about his decision making it's always just trying to grow and get better finally number five bringing out the turnover chain which is again what we saw finally (laughs) in a good positive way so Carolina had just an overall excellent day as coach Mac Brown mentioned now where does Carolina sit in respects to standings currently in the ACC they are fifth North Carolina State squeezed ahead of us after our sat after their win on Saturday against Georgia Tech they have now recorded eight ACC wins in program history so good on them you know good for coach Dorn who made a record I think arguably if they hadn't if they had played Clemson in Notre Dame we'd be having a different conversation but hey you know, we're going to give praise where it's due. So right now it still says Notre Dame, Clemson, Miami, NC State, and then us. But I think that if we beat Miami, you have that conversation of going into next year, who is one of the better teams in the conference? I still say Carolina. And I hope that Notre Dame has thanked us for this one year of let, allowing them to play and then they move on to what they got to do. I'm still bitter if you haven't, if you can't tell. If you listen to Locked on College Football episode today, I come right out and say it. I don't, I'm upset that Notre Dame is in this conference because that's our spot. <laughs> we should be playing, care, or we should be playing in the ACC championship. You know, had we, had things all been perfect, I think we would have had a better season. I, I don't necessarily feel like we would have dropped those games against Florida State and Virginia had all things been ideal. But here we are. We move forward, and I just, you know, sit and wallow in my self-pity there, right? In the AP and coaches' polls, Carolina is number 20 as they stand. And, again, when it comes to college football rankings, they are number 17. I don't know how they moved up two spots after getting Molly Watts in the end by Notre Dame. But, hey, I'll take it, and we'll just keep on rolling. So that's that on that. But, finally, I remember asking you guys some questions over the weekend, and you hit me up. We're going to talk about those Next on Locked on Tar Heels. Yep, that was it. Next on Locked on Tar Heels. All right, folks, as you know, I am on this new fitness journey since retiring from swimming. I have been looking for great treats to stay fit but keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Head to BuiltBar.com now and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order.
The wait is almost over. The 2020-2021 NBA season is almost here, and Locked On NBA Podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team division by division from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including us. Plus, waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from Rejecting the Screen. Subscribe to Locked on NBA wherever you get your podcast. So I decided that I was going to answer the questions I gave you all on Friday because it's only right, right? I can't just ask questions without answering them myself. I'll be adding these on Twitter for you to answer each week. Be sure to follow at Locked on Heels and tune into your responses on the show. Our Priceless Gym segment, we all try to get a little personal here. It's our last part of the day because I figure you're still listening by then. You must love it here, which I always appreciate, right? So there's that. Now, Maui Invite. I had talked about UNC and facing UNLV, Stanford, and Texas, and I wanted to know what impressed you all the most about the Heels' performance at the Invite. And again, I had said, or I'm saying now, that I think Carolina grew up a lot from last year. And that you can tell, by the way, they handled being down mightily against Texas, having to play a close game at Stanford, blowing, ending up blowing out UNLV, right? I think that Carolina is finally starting to get it. They're finally starting to understand that teams want nothing more than to beat Carolina. That's something that you check off your bucket list saying that you won in the Dean Dome, you've dominated in the Smith Center. That's what you want to say. You put up your career high game against a solid Carolina team. Albeit there might be a bad Carolina team or a good Carolina team. It doesn't matter. It's Carolina. So having that mentality and understanding that and now playing to that level of knowing teams want to beat you, I think Carolina has stepped up in a lot of ways. Not quite there still, but stepped up in a lot of ways. I asked number two, what are things that Carolina still needs to improve on besides the obvious, right? We know that turnovers are an issue. We know that creating offense is an issue. We know that age is an issue. But I still think that Carolina just needs to relax. As I said, you know, knowing that people want to come in and beat you, I think you have to play your own game. A lot of times you see Caleb and RJ doing too much or trying to facilitate things that are just, that's not in your, that's not your ministry, right? Know, know your role, play that role well. I think Walker Kessler is still learning his body, which is what a lot of young men out here are still trying to do, especially when you're at that age, that size, all of that, and you're playing for a Carolina basketball program, right? You're having to be elite early and often. So I think guys are still figuring themselves out. I would like Garrison to relax. I just want him to breathe, loose soft. I understand the pressure of the preseason, but I want him to get back out there and having fun. And I think when he has fun, he plays better and plays his game. Now, will Carolina bounce back and beat Iowa on Tuesday, tomorrow? I will have to let you guys know my answer on tomorrow's episode, the crossover with Locked on Hawkeyes. So make sure you guys tune into that. want to get you guys to come back, right? So there's that. Now, when I was talking about UNC versus Western Carolina, I asked y'all, who is a senior that you are most sad to see go. And for me, certainly it would be uh, Michael Carter. You know, I think Chasserat is a very close second because I just love this kid's story and what he has been able to do and essentially change his body, change his outlook on football and 
he was supposed to play football and basketball, as you saw, if you are on the Twitter world, you, he was supposed to play football and basketball, ended up just focusing on football, and that will certainly pay off dividends when he is playing on Sundays. He ended up getting a jersey from Coach Roy Williams for his time at Carolina, which is a beautiful gesture from Coach. We all know he is a, ma- a man of many <laughs> you know, things, and being a good one is certainly we can, something that we can appreciate. He is top-notch when it comes to just being an overall good human. But Michael Carter would be my favorite and saddest senior to see go because of who he is off the field. And I think for me, storytelling is always the most important um, aspect of why we do this show, right? And so Michael has certainly gone through a lot with the Carolina program, living in the Fedora years and trying to get over those and then trying to figure out where you are as a program and trying to rally around and support guys who, you know, at the end of the day, they don't know what this team is going to look like. But if you hear Coach Brown talk, if you hear Coach Longo speak, and he is the go-to guy for just making sure everyone's having a good day, his energy is infectious and all of that. And that's something that you just can't make up, right? Talent is one thing, you know, skill set is another, but when it's your spirit, that is something people just can't get enough of. That truly is a testament to his character and who he is. And I think that will carry on for him well as he tries to play to the next level. Now, what are, um, will Carolina look ahead to Miami and not focus on this game? Certainly did not do that. I think, you know, in the first half, played a little soft, cool. But at the end, they knew what it was. You know, the dominant performance is what they needed, and they certainly got it done. Now, as we look forward to Miami, I'm hoping that the guys just want to keep the same energy, right? You had the capabilities of beating the number two team in the country. I think you can still do that for a top, another top 10 program in Miami. You just have to play smart. I think Derrick King is going to give our defense trouble. He's given other defenses that arguably are better than ours hell all year. So we can do it. But I also think Miami's defense is not the Miami defense of old. They're still great. But I don't think the Miami defense is defensive old. So I'm going to say offense is going to have to have another big day as Michael Carter and Javante Williams play one of their final duo performances of the season. I am looking forward to, again, rooting for those guys. I know that they're going to be critical for our, that performance on Saturday. And speaking of Saturday, I hope you guys know that Carolina is playing Miami at 3.30 on ABC. So if you are gearing up to, you know, get that Coors Light, got your Built Bars ready to go, start your morning with the Built Bar, right? So you make yourself feel better, okay? Then you got to have like a green salad or like, you know, spinach with your eggs, cool. But then you got to hit up that Coors Light all ready to go. You got your family pack, you know, that's just, and also delivery, capitalize on that period <laughs> okay you can get your cores light in the day maybe with some water because it's always good to hydrate fine and then you know you have the rest of your evening to enjoy not only a carolina victory but you get to watch some other college football so that's that on that i am done for the day right i'm going to go enjoy this gloomy monday as gloomy as it is i'm still going to try to make the best of it i hope you do the same make sure that you come back tomorrow because there's more to talk about like as we gear up for carolina versus iowa are you nervous are you feeling excited about it or do you feel like whoo i don't know 
We always do it wishy-washy on the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Me too. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say I'm a little up and down my feelings, but maybe tomorrow we'll turn something different. So stay smart and safe out there, guys. I hope you have a good Monday. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.